Welcome to the Punts, Bunts, and Jams podcast. No matter if we are recapping the action from the week before, we're setting up what we are most excited to see in the coming days. I guarantee you will have a great time, so sit back and enjoy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 24, and all we're going to talk about tonight is the obvious, and that is the election no, ah, I'm just kidding, just man. Kidding. Could not do that. Could, don't care anything about that right now. Because right now, we're going to talk about NASCAR. We just love Martinsville. We're going to talk about everything that happened there. We're going to talk about some big news there. We're going to talk about some college football. It's been so long since we got to see college or talk about college football. And, of course, we're going to talk about a little bit, a little bit of the NFL. But, Cody, something happened Last week when we had to skip, and of course, we apologize to all the listeners out there that we had to skip a week, but we just certain certain circumstances came and we had to do it out of our control. And so we're going to open up with the World Series. Cody, go nuts. You know, I feel like I always lead with baseball, but since this is your team and your win, Dodgers in six over the Rays, Kershaw's oh. the man. Corey Seager's the MVP. What what did it feel like getting that win over the race, Clay Don? Well, let me just tell you. I mean, I know as a Dodgers fan, everybody has always got that on there. You know, the first thing they're going to say is, well, y'all bought the championship. And for the right reason, I get it. But I can tell you right now, it felt great. And it, I've got friends who are Dodgers fans, and immediately they started texting me. I started texting them back. And – it just felt good, man. This is the first time I've seen a, a championship in my lifetime. The last one was 88. I mean, I wasn't born then, so I wasn't born too too far after that. But, but still. But still, it was the first one in my lifetime. And by the way, we're, we're due one more in the 2020s uh, because two in the 50s, two in the 60s, two in the 80s, and then now this one. That's number seven. So by – you know, history repeating itself. We've got one more over the next 10 years, right? I mean, that's pretty good. I would take two every 10 for the rest of my life. <laughs> I, would, I would definitely take that. So, I mean, it's, you know, it just felt great. And Look, Corey Seager. Corey Seager's God. the man. I don't know why the Braves fits to him. You you can just go ahead and send Brian Snitker a, a thank you card for that World Series, my friend. Yeah, I mean, I, for sure. I mean, that, that felt so good. And the Rays, congrats. I mean, what if were you they go doing, back. Though? What were they doing taking him out? You know, I know that. And I know a lot of people were on their on their manager. But guess what? There was 28 other managers were, that were sitting at the house. So, yes, he made a terrible, terrible decision. I mean, but come on. One hit and you take him I out. Know. I know. 75 it was, pitches. I mean, if, if he, he would have, was at a hundred and five, I would yeah. get it. But like seventy five pitches now, yeah. I mean, no, that's I agree. Nothing. Like I don't like the 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 Astros cost themselves last year when they took um, who'd they take out? Was it? It was Garrett well, Cole. They yeah, no, they, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, they didn't take him out. They didn't put Garrett Cole in. Yes, and they, they gave up him. a couple runs. So like, it's kind of the same thing that. Like well, I don't get it. Like I don't. I would have given. I would have give, uh, Snell one more batter. 
I would let him have one more batter, and if he gave up another hit, then yes, he's on his way down. He's starting to get wild with it. He's starting to get tired, right. fatigued, whatever you want to say. But to give up one hit, and the guy's just on first, it was just a single. It wasn't like he hit a triple. He hit a single. You've still got one more batter to give him a chance. Let's see if it was just a bad pitch. Let's see if he just missed. Or maybe, I mean, give it to the batter. You know, maybe he just made – did what he's supposed to do and make contact. Give him one more chance. And if he loses that and, you know, he gives up another single or he gives up a double and sends the guy, you know, you got a shot at getting a score there, yes. But give the guy one more chance. But like I said, everybody was on him. And, I mean, people were at the front of, like, let's fire this guy. Well, look, there was 28 other managers that were sitting at home watching the game just like the rest of us. And – I don't. I, I just feel like he did a heck of a job. And if you go back and you listen to our episodes at the beginning of the season, what do we say? I, I believe I don't know anything. I believe that I actually brought up that the Rays were pretty scary and had a chance to take out some people. Now, did I think they were going to get the World Series? Heck no. Did I think they were going to be the top seed in the AL? Heck no. But I thought they had a decent team that could really make a push, especially with this playoff format of having at least two teams from your division and a chance for three teams out of your division go. Right. And they did, and they took care of business. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Rays fan, you know, you you have to be happy, but it, it also it's almost just like the Braves. Like, you had all the opportunities in the world to to take the championship home, but, you know, congrats to your Dodgers and Absolutely. And pitchers and catchers report in like 90 days. So, <laughs> Ain't that a great thing? It really it's is. It's beautiful. It's so nice. I mean, seriously, it's just beautiful. But, you know, let me ask you this, and and it might just be a coincidence, but is it not crazy, and I know this doesn't happen near to this degree as it did this year, mm-hmm. but in years past of these cities that just kind of like breed success when something goes their way, I mean, this year definitely LA wins an NBA. Tampa, Tampa wins the NHL. Win the and then both of them get their their teams in the in the World Series. Well, don't look and now. The Bucks maybe they yeah. start one seed in the NFL. Exactly. It's 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 weird how that almost it seems to happen a lot. And it you know you're not going to get the a worst to first type thing, but you're also if you got a team that can play good, if just a few things happen. It's like they they feed off of each other. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's kind of like you know back in the day when Florida was so good at football, then they got really good at basketball, and then their yes. baseball won national championships. It was almost yeah like it, like you just you kind of want like you like as an athlete on campus, if one team has success, you almost get jealous. And you're like, well, I want that. So yeah. it's kind of like you know. The Falcons having all these opportunities to do great when the Braves were great, and they just you know fold in the playoffs every year, just like the Braves, just like the Hawks. I mean, the the Thrashers were so bad they had to cancel the program or the franchise. I mean, yeah. Atlanta's the opposite. Like, it's just everything breeds failure there. Yeah, like it's really like I'm so thankful that I only like the Braves. I mean, that, uh, that's enough heartache for a lifetime. I could not imagine uh-huh. being a Falcons, Georgia, and a Brave fan. That's just too much. 
Well, I've got a really good friend who – a really close friend. You've got a close in Atlanta. friend? I do. I know. It's a shock. It's a shock. Yeah, it's a shock. <laughs> but, but he is a uh, – his dad played on the national championship team. when Back in the 50s, and, yeah. Right. Right. Way back. <laughs> and – He's, you know, he's in Atlanta. He lives in Atlanta, and he's just a really everything Georgia. Right. Uh, Falcons, Braves, dogs. And, I mean, I, honestly, a few weeks back when we beat Georgia, I had to check in on him. I was like, man, are you okay? Is everything all right over the there? The texts probably <laughs> weren't very nice on the way back. Well, there were some four-letter words. Right, and like I roll like, tide. Yes, yes. That's exactly what went back and forth for sure. Well, congrats <laughs> on your Dodgers. Thank you. Let, let's move on to some National Football League talk, Clay Dodd. What what were some of the games that you got to watch or, you know, saw well, that, you know, kind of struck your eye there? I mean, the Patriots at two and five losing to the Bills. Who who five, let's say five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago would have ever thought that the Bills would be six and two beating the Patriots who are two and five, 24 to 21. Can, can I throw something I mean, out there, Clay Dodd? Yes. Do you think deep down that Belichick knew Brady probably had at most two more years, Cam Newton was not going to do good in his system, and they were going to tank for, you know, a quarterback? Do you think deep down he was kind of preparing for the future by failing this year? Because that seems very Belichick-y. I think the getting, you know, leaving or letting uh, Tom leave was definitely Belichick. I think that was – he has never had a problem with cutting uh, Pro Bowl players. And I know Tom Brady's different. It's yeah, not the same. It's not the same, but – But he, in the past, he's never had a problem doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think that was definitely him. The Cam thing, to me, almost – and I know it was ultimately Belichick's decision. Didn't feel like Belichick, though. The whole time, it kind of felt like Kraft. it was Robert Kraft thing. Yeah. And because the craft Robert is Kraft, so flashy and everything, and he likes yes. he likes big and brass, and right. that's how Cam is exactly. And that never, you know, Belichick is that uh, take your lunch pail to work kind of guy, mm-hmm. and just keep chopping away no and doing what off. you need to do. Yeah. Exactly, come to work, be prepared for work. And Cam is not that way, not at all. He can sit there and say that he is all he wants, but. Words don't mean anything if you're not putting them together. Yeah, he had two good games this year, and I know he had COVID and everything, and that that's unfortunate. But right. like the past two weeks had nothing to do with COVID, and he's been the worst quarterback in the league. He's very, you know, when he's very careless with on, the ball, man. He's just it doesn't make any sense why he's so careless as a ten-year vet. Well, I can tell you, you know, even on a high school level, even the level that we play. Mm-hmm. There's players that people will tell you, you hit them in the mouth and they will quit. Yeah, he's got a lot of quit in him. He's got a lot of quit in him. And that is kind of what's going on. You know, it may not be – it's not necessarily a cheap shot or even a hit on the field. Just a – he's down right now. He's two and five. And he's just ready to hang it up. And that's the complete opposite of Tom Brady. Absolutely. I mean, Tom Brady, after that first game, I was like, oh, this this is going to go terribly. Like, he yes. looks old in that Saints game. Like, he is looking horrible. And now he's, you know, he's doing things that he hasn't done since Moss was there. Yeah. And then let's talk about a team that really have 
to me are sneaky okay, sneaky good, mm-hmm. and that is the Las Vegas Raiders. Four yeah. and three, beating the Browns, who were five and two at that time, now five and three. I just look for the Raiders. It's like they just, you know, they don't have anybody that's just overly flashy. Yes, they've got Rugs, they've got Jacobs, uh, Josh Jacobs, they, mm-hmm. but they don't really have just. Oh my God! They've got Tom Brady out there, or they've no, got, they've got somebody know, that has some of the most losses in NFL history as a starting quarterback. Right. I mean, Derek Carr just, has so many losses. Yes, but you know, in that, what you do have there is a lot of experience. Yes, they've been a lot of losses. He's had a couple good years, mm-hmm. but they've just got that feel like they're just under the radar. They're going to hover there. They're going to be nine and you know nine and seven, maybe ten six, um, ten six, something like that. And nobody's going to talk. They'll about They get them. a wild card and they can do some damage. And they can do some damage. Exactly. And I think you know I haven't been right a lot on this podcast, but I did say that <laughs> Vegas was a, a team that could be pretty dangerous because they had such a great draft. Oh yeah, and you move on. You look at the Colts. Who, I mean, They're my a weird God. Team. Mr. Rivers has the Mr. Fertile Rivers has uh, he's just having a year and it's just so weird. You're five and two, the guy is not aging, he's doing his thing, and they whip up on the line to I mean, at three and four, you know, the lines, not terrible. Lines are having one of their not on paper their best years, but they're in, I feel like, all their games, yes. And you know, let's let's talk about real quick. The Lions, uh, Stafford. Oh, he, right? he's got to be a Hall of Famer, right? He and if he's a Hall of Famer, you look at his stats and you're going, "Yeah, that's Hall of Fame." Guy was really good for a while, and then you look at the record and you're like, "Oh my god, did he ever win?" It's almost like I'm not putting him in Barry Sanders' category, but it's almost like it's not his fault they were terrible. Right, and it's that's what's so crazy is the same team. That's so strange because they, they've had that happen to three of their biggest superstars of all time. That's right. Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, and Stafford. I mean, if like what's weird about the NFL is like you have to have, for the most part, an, a Hall of Fame quarterback to probably win a Super Bowl. Yes. But if Stafford was on any other team other than like maybe the Browns or – But if he was like on, let's just throw out, if he was on the Chargers for his whole career, it wouldn't have shot me if he had won a Super Bowl. A hundred percent. Let me ask you this. That's a good, what you said there about having a Hall of Fame quarterback to win a Super Bowl is, is dead correct, in my opinion. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Let me ask you something, and this is a an opinion that, I have expressed, and I'm 100% behind this guy being a Hall of Famer, but a lot of people are not, and it it makes sense if you look at some of his stats, but just the fact that he won two Super Bowls. Eli. Eli Manning. Do you think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback? I think two things help him. Three things. I think having top ten in yards and touchdowns, that's one to me. Two – Beating Tom Brady in two Super Bowls, that that's credit right Twice, there. Yes. You know, that's two that's two things. A third, and I'm just gonna be honest, is his name. Yep. I mean that a the, lot of people respect the that Manning name. name is 
top three names in all of col- in all of football, not college, in all of football. Yes, because right now Arch-, Arch Manning is putting up crazy numbers in high school as a sophomore. Yeah, I know that uh, Bama is looking to offer him. I know Ole Miss is offered him. Everybody's going to yeah. be offering him. But, like, Everybody. he is – he's got a cannon. I mean, he's throwing 60-yard bombs, and I, I feel like he's not even trying. He's just like, as they say, 100-mile-an-hour easy gas. Yeah, and, and let's just face it. I mean, you, you know, Archie was – the, he he the was talent Stafford. That he was. You know, he, that's a good comparison. Right. I mean, right. he, he's not the reason they were the Aints. Right. And then, I mean, the man had three kids who got Division One scholarships. And, uh, supposedly, the the baby was the – or who was it? The oldest. The oldest, the oldest is Cooper. The oldest Cooper was supposed to be better than all of them. And he was. And he was a receiver, the ones of you out there that, that may not be familiar with it. If – and he was very good, and ended up having a uh, an issue that they found when he got to, was it, to was Ole it his Miss. Heart? Uh, I think it was his spine. Oh, spine. Maybe, okay. yeah. They 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 said that he may paralyzed. Um, one hit could take him out, and and so it was definitely he had to quit football. But you know, it's just the fact that that very talented that li- that family. lineage is. I mean, it's it's top tier. I mean, and how can you not like him? I mean, honestly, I mean, Peyton's the they're, funniest. They're not bad Peyton's people. the funniest person in sports. Yeah. I mean, I could sit, honestly, I could sit there and listen to Archie Manning talk for hours and just shut up and just listen. Yeah, no, Eli, I don't think I've ever heard him say one word. He don't say anything. Like, Pey- <laughs> Peyton don't. doesn't shut up. Art, you know, Archie never stopped right. talking. But Eli, I think he was the, the kid that – Never said one word, and he just threw football. Uh, that's all he did. Yeah, yeah. If you guys haven't watched the the book of Manning, it's you need so to. good. You need to. But then you look at some other scores in the NFL. The Chiefs are just doing their yeah. thing because the Jets are terrible. We knew that. But then you look at the Dolphins, and Tua gets his first start, and it wasn't. But that I great, don't. But he still I don't got a think really good a lot hit. of it's on him. I mean, there were a ton of drop passes. The the play oh, yeah. calling was atrocious. I think he only got to throw like two deep balls. I mean, yeah. but and and you look at it like he didn't have to do anything Sunday because the, the defense right. and special teams and that's really just kind of smart conservative coaching right there because golf was so bad he had three or four turnovers. Why would you make a rookie throw into coverage all the time? Like it's not that terrible yeah. of a plan. But the play calling on, like, first downs was horrible. Like, they were going to run an ISO every time. Like, they were not going to have any creativity. They weren't going to do any play action, any misdirection, no eye candy, nothing. So, like, that kind of puts Tua behind the eight ball. But if you would have told me two weeks ago, hey, Tua's going to throw a touchdown pass and they're going to beat the Rams, I'd have called you a liar. Right, but that hey, what what matters at the end of the day, Clay? The score. What it's all what matters. one letter in sports matters? W and L's. There's two letters, and W's are the most important. So who cares? I mean, yeah. Like, would Fitzpatrick done better? Maybe, but you know what? He might have threw through four touchdowns, but had three interceptions. That's right. You, you just exactly never right. know. I mean, for to me. You have to play Tua right now 
because you've got to see if he's your your pick, if he's your future. Like you've got to see yeah. if this guy can do it. And I mean, he took about three or four hard hits where I like cringe. I was like, oh, just get up, please, please. So he was. Yeah. He showed a lot of toughness to me. Yeah, absolutely. We had, and really, we had three really good games that happened this mm-hmm. weekend. Saints Bears went to overtime. That was a really good matchup. Thought the Saints were going to blow that. Yeah, they they tried their best. You look at uh, the Seahawks got it going there in the third quarter. Really blew up and really held on for a lead, thirty-seven twenty-seven over the Forty ers which. It seemed to have everybody hurt during the game. And the Steelers-Ravens were a that, really good game. That's the game of the year so far to me. It was Just a all the hit, game. man. That, that's the most – like, other than, I would yeah. say, the Steelers and, and Bengals, like, those two teams hate each other. But this is the best brand of football you'll get, is that Ravens-Steelers yeah. game. There's just – It was a really good – rivalry game hit you in the Mika mouth played his butt like, off oh god yes and that play he made in the end zone perfect play was awesome perfect play um and then uh, the chargers blow a lead against the broncos the broncos come back and win that game 31 well, they were down 24 to 3 or something like that yeah it was they were way behind and we'll just not we're just gonna skip that that other game if you want to skip yeah it. god don't not talk about it i can't talk about them anymore <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just skip that game. Uh, by now, you guys know who we're talking. The Cowboys about. are the worst team on the planet. So bad. I didn't even know the. Let's I didn't move even on. know the daggum name of the quarterback, Ben Danucci. Who the heck is that guy? <laughs> yeah, he sounds. He, you, you know, he sounds like he sounds like a, a mobster movie villain. Oh, we gotta go with Ben Danucci. I like it. I like it. And I mean, you know, did you hear how? McCarthy found him. You know what? I don't really care was, about anything that man says. Can I please tell this? Yeah, though, you please? can tell whatever you want. I'm just upset, okay? First time you ever talked to him was by chance, and it <laughs> was course. on an elevator. <laughs> it was on an elevator in Frisco, Texas. I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out for the quarterback and McCarthy making McCarthy moves. Oh, he's as so he bad. did in Green Bay towards the end. He's so <laughs> bad. You're so lucky you got rid of him. I was so like I loved that guy Why? so much the, in 2012. Oh, well, yeah, that one year, and then it just yes, How do that you one year, and then after that, it just went around. I mean, that playoff game in Seattle where you don't get the onside kick is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it just sucks. Like, we won't talk about that. Let's just move on. So college football. I like that. Co- I like college football. Big fan of it. I always have been. <laughs> I watch it know, every every fans. Saturday. Big fan. <laughs> so, I've got some scores run down, and okay. you just give me immediate reaction to each one of these, and then we'll come back and talk about the games. How about that? Hey. Okay. All right. Kansas State blows. Like I don't. Even, I don't even know why they showed up. Nobody. Well, nobody showed up. Thirty-seven ten. West Virginia. Blow. I out. called it. Um, I just had a feeling that West Virginia was gonna. Uh, run through Kansas State. I just I thought that Kansas State was going to show up sleepy, and they had those big wins earlier in the year, and I was just like, it, this is the games that Kansas State just loses. They'll they'll beat the teams they're not supposed to beat, and they'll lose to the teams they're you know they that they on paper should beat. You know, like 
Kansas State was what top twenty. West Virginia wasn't ranked, and everybody's like Kansas State. They can go in there and they can uh, be a, a shocker in the Big Twelve and potentially get to the playoff if things happen. Well, that's gone. Right. So that that's done. Awesome. Up twenty-eight to thirteen, late in the third uh, third quarter, lose the game to Clemson, 34-28. I, the thing I took out of it is how important the quarterback is to every team, because people are like, and, and even I said it because it's the cliche thing to say. Well, he doesn't play defense. Well, that's true. But when you take your Heisman leading candidate off your team, your leader, like your heartbeat and soul of your team, it's it puts a damper on everything. It, it kind of reminded me of when we thought Saban was going to be out for the Georgia game. Everybody was like, I just don't know how we can do it. Yeah. You know, and the, and the backup quarterback for Clemson, he's a huge kid. Oh, yeah, massive. Like, guy. he's – He's got potential. Like, he's going to be a, a good quarterback in, in the ACC. Like, he is going to be really good. But, you know, I give Clemson credit. They they played terrible in the first quarter. But that second half, I mean, Boston College didn't do anything. Agreed. Uh, and also, I think that a lot of that may have been nerves. First time starting, you know, First half was bad. Come out in the second half, a lot calm, a lot more calm, and got it done. All right. Next up, now we haven't got to talk about the Big Ten yet on the podcast because right when they got started was our last episode. And what we've learned so far in the Big Ten schedule is that Michigan was really good and then really bad. And so Michigan State goes in the big house, wins 27-24, takes care of Big Blue. Can he beat any of his rivals? That's the first thing I think that I can think of. He's not beating Ohio State this year, but I mean, Ohio State might beat him by forty-five. Um, that's the third time that he's lost in the Big House to to Sparty, and Sparty hasn't been good since twenty fourteen. Agreed. Um, I mean, it's just embarrassing that they're paying him top five money. And they're getting Butch Jones top results. <laughs> You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Next up, we head to the SEC, which was the 2:30 CBS game, where oh, Auburn gosh. absolutely drubs LSU up and down the field. All they want to do, they gave LSU everything they wanted plus some. 48 to 11, Auburn. I mean, I did not expect this. I thought Auburn would win. But I did not think that they would absolutely dismantle, dismember the Fighting Tigers. I couldn't call them Fighting Tigers of of LSU. I mean, it was their defense is so porous that, like, d- d- sitting here and thinking about this, Clay Dodd, Mississippi State put up six hundred and twenty yards on them. Yep. Mississippi State put up two against Kentucky. They were shut out against Alabama, and they get they gave up like forty points to Missouri. I mean, their defense is like all time bad. Bo Pelini better go back to wherever in the heck he went for ten years and just stay there because he is already like the the seat's not hot, Clay Dodd. Yeah, 
it's it's in Hades right now. It is. It's real warm, like real warm. Next up, we head out to the Big 12 where our pick, my pick for the Big 12 championship game loses. I called this one actually last week in our pick on that work. Texas take care, takes care of business against Oklahoma State 41-34 and ends the Big 12's undefeated team. Well, that this is what I wrote down. I've so far every game you've said, I've I've had written down too. So that's that's pretty good co-hosting. <laughs> um, all, all I wrote down by this game was Big Twelve is out. They're not making the playoff at all. Yeah, they're done. They're done. I, th- they're I done. feel like they were probably done before this game, but yeah, they're definitely done now. I mean, we we drove that nail in the coffin. They're finished. Let's head to the Big Ten where not so upset, upset in Happy Valley. Ohio State beats Penn State 38-25. Penn State is not that good of a team. This was not, in my opinion, they're not that good of a team. And you look at what Ohio State did, honestly, they probably should have beat them by more. They should have beat them a little bit heavier than what they did. But 38-25, still a two-touchdown win for the the Buckeyes. Yeah, I mean, to me, Ohio State's not as good defensively as they've been in the past. I don't think their defensive line is top five in the country, where last year they were top two in the country, along with with Auburn. I mean, you know, you lose somebody like Young to the NFL, that's going to be a huge gap because I mean, he took up he took up a a tackle and a tight end every play. Yeah. So I mean. I don't think their defense is as good, but you know what, Clay? What? You don't have to be that good in the Big Ten. That's right. You're absolutely because right. The, you've already beat Penn State. Michigan's hot garbage. I mean, and guess what? Wisconsin probably won't even get to play in the Big Ten Championship because they're not going to have enough games to play. Yeah, there's no way that uh, Wisconsin gets to play in the Big Ten Championship, in my opinion. They're, so, they're out. So Wisconsin to me was their biggest threat just because uh, their offense actually seemed like they could do something now. And if you lose to Wisconsin, it is a super ugly loss at this point. Yeah, because they're down 25 players. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just saying when they come back and they're back playing, it is a – if they look – you know, if they take care of business and beat Ohio State, that is – you're done there. You're, You're finished. Well, and, and you know who benefits most from this? Hey. Purdue. I think Purdue could go undefeated this year. Mm, that'd be cool. I like Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they could go undefeated this year because Wisconsin would maybe the only team that they would have been an underdog to. That's, yeah. Totally agree. Let's head east. Let's go to ACC where UNC has their second loss of the season going down to Virginia 44 41. We we don't make very good picks sometimes, Clay Dodd. We're not. We're not good at this so far. Right now. No, we we are. We are. It's just sometimes sometimes we just say things and we don't we don't think them through. When has North Carolina ever been great? Man. When's Louisville ever been great? Man. Sometimes sometimes we just need to go with history, you know? Yeah. Like we should have just said, Who cares about the ACC? It's gonna be Clemson. That's true. And that that should have been our breakdown of that conference. You're right. You're absolutely right. So I don't I don't know, man. I thought I really thought this year with 19 starters coming back from a you know a, a top 25 team would be something to, that matters. But their defense is atrocious. 
Moving to the SEC. Mm-hmm. We had a little boxing match go on Saturday. Did you get to see it? I did. I mean, I saw it after the fact because I was at the Alabama game, but I did see it. Third round knockout. Florida takes care of Missouri 41-17. It was a TKO. It was technical. It wasn't necessarily he wasn't on the ground, but it was technical. And, Is Dan uh, Mullen the biggest clown in college football? Yes. I mean, yes. he, he's a, he's a laughing stock. I mean, what he did on the field was just first off, you're, you're, you're pumping up what 5,000 people. Well, it's just embarrassing it's, what he's doing. I mean, could you imagine Coach Saban or Ryan Day? Now, I'm not going to say Dabo wouldn't do it because he would. Um, Anybody with any dignity doing that crap? <laughs> little dabble jab there, huh? Oh, never dabbo. Jeez. I I don't know how you feel about him. I'm not a huge Ryan Day fan. I think he's well, kind of smirky. He might be, but I couldn't see him inciting a football riot. I don't know. I, I just – I don't like him. I don't like Dan Mullen. I didn't like him. was at Mississippi State, of course. Well, Dan Mullen is just – he's just a clown show, man. He's a straight-up clown. Dan Mullen. But on, on to the game, Kyle Trask is a top-10 quarterback in football for sure. Yes. He's a and playmaker. We have Kyle talked Pitt, about this. In, so good. We have talked about this in the past. Whoever it was that decided to recruit him, even with him not starting since, the, you know, the uh, peewee. Junior high, yeah. Um congrats because you were right and I was wrong. I would have never personally, and I don't get the money, the kind of money that they do. So obviously I don't have to make this decision, but there's no way I would have recruited heavily a quarterback that hadn't started, couldn't beat out somebody in high school. And then he comes to your school and just made me look stupid because he's great. He's a really good quarterback. I mean, he kind of reminds me a little of Burrowy. Like he's he's big, he's durable, doesn't seem to make too many mistakes. Playmaker, he got a huge arm, huge arm. Yep. I mean he's he's for sure top two quarterback in the SEC, not even close. Yep. And then moving over to our beloved Crimson Tide, they best effort of the year by far. Joyless murder ball that was forty one. Oh my gosh! I mean. You talk about just suffocating the team, and after that first field goal, we could have packed it up and went home <laughs> because that defense, I don't care if you're going against – like, I don't care who you're going against. If you only give up 200 yards in this this day and age, no points, their biggest play of the night was 21 yards, no passes completed over 15 yards. You know, the first six drives were three and outs. I mean, they're – there's nothing more you can do. And I'll be honest, I don't think Alabama played that great. I, I totally agree. Like, they didn't play that great and still scored 34 on offense. And, like, you knew that Devontae Smith was the focal point of the offense, and he had three more yards than your entire team did. Yeah. I mean, M- Mechie didn't even need to show up because Mechie, Slade Bolden, they didn't do anything. And – that's what was amazing to me is why would you play man-to-man on Smitty when he can beat double teams? Like, what were they thinking? That's what I was telling Dad. I was like, he's literally just 
one-on-one with a safety or one-on-one with their, their corner every time, and Mac Jones is just picking them apart. Yep. Man, it was so good to watch some college football this weekend. I didn't get to watch a ton of it because it was Halloween. We had things going on, but it was just – Well, see, I just think it's trick-or-treating because, you know, I was at the game. Yeah. I mean, it's I don't just, know if that I don't know if that makes me a bad dad or not, but I, that is what it is. Well, it is what it is, buddy, and it's gone, and you can make it up next hallway. Can I tell you something crazy? Please. We talked about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. Yep. And I had every one of them you wrote down. You didn't have any <laughs> surprise games. I mean that that shows that we're on the same page, my friend. Same page. I like it. I like it a lot. So. What else you got? Anything else from college football before we move on? I do want to say this. The number one seed this year in the college football playoff is more important than it ever has been in its short history. Think so? Think there's going to be two really good teams that you don't want – or three really good teams that you don't want to play? I think there's going to be two. Two – there's going to be one really good team you don't want to play. Yeah. Like, there's either going to be – or I guess two. If you're the one seed, you don't want to play Clemson or Ohio State in that that two three game. You don't. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like you. Yeah. If yeah, you're number yeah. one, you there's two teams that there's you do not want to play. Want to play three total because that you are. It, it's just like last year. Just like last year. Yeah. LSU got lucky and had to got to play Oklahoma, while Clemson had to have the fight of their life just to make it to that game. And I do think there's two things that in the past. Two playoffs. I think Alabama got got ripped by having to play Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl. They should have played Notre Dame because I thought Oklahoma was better with Kyler Murray than Notre Dame was. So I think we ex- we spin ourselves in that game. We were exhausted. We played ninety plays, you know, and then we had to go play Clemson that next couple, you know, ten days or whatever. And I'm not saying that lost the game because they they ran up and down our throats. But if, you know, if we could have played that Notre Dame team that Clemson played and they were taking their starters out, you know, midway through the third, that changes a lot. So, and you look at LSU, they beat Oklahoma by 30 last year. And Clemson, Ohio State, it seemed like that game was a national championship game. Yeah, I agree, man. I was in Oklahoma. I was in Stillwater and in Norman the day we played Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl. That was pretty cool. And let's just say while playing blackjack and craps, I got a lot of bad looks because it was well, directly after the game was over. Oh, well, I, I know your uh, obnoxious <laughs> self wasn't saying anything no, inappropriate at all. No, not at all. Not you're, in such a, you're such a gentleman when it comes to sporting events. Oh, it was wonderful. <laughs> it was so good. But anyways, oh, one more thing I want to say about college football before we move on. Yep. Uh, this week there was an injury. In Oxford, and oh gosh, so the bad. emotion that went through. Think you know a lot of things about 2020. You want to just forget, but one thing that we are have to be grateful for is modern medicine and where we are today. We went from a kid who was unresponsive and could not move anything in for the an hour more, and a half for an hour and a half. On, laying on a practice field and then moved to Memphis to a facility where, you know, to a hospital to the later that night being released from the hospital. 
that's where we were at in 2020, and you have to be grateful for that. Yeah, and his parents said they didn't care if he ever played again. They just wanted him to wake up. That's it. And you go from – I got chill bumps right now thinking about it. We're, we're, the, the highs and the lows all in one day, all in a you know, 12, 15-hour period is crazy. There, that yeah. would not have been possible just a yeah. few short years ago. No, I mean, it's a modern miracle. I mean, that's just – Yes. I mean, then, that's all it is. I mean, he, I, was, I was listening to Three Man Front today, and they were talking about the first African-American player that played for Iowa State, and that's uh, – I think it's Trice, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he was playing against – I don't know. They were, they were playing Texas or somebody like that, and he broke his, re- his collarbone – in the game and he kept playing and it like pierced something like his internal organs, Mm. like because he kept playing and he had to go to the hospital later after the game. And he ended up passing away because the medicine back then, like something, something happened. So like, that's what they, that's the exact thing they were talking about is like, how incredible it was that this kid is, is, you know, on the up and up and something is, is, I mean, I know tons of people that have broken clavicles, tons. Yes. And because of the time they grew up in something that common Mm -hmm. ended up, you know, ending this man's life and, you know, ended up having his, the stadium at Iowa state named after him. So, I mean, it's just like you were saying, it's just, it's crazy how, you know, yes, twenty twenty is horrible in some ways, but you know it's great in some ways too. There's a lot of uh, great stories that have, have come out of twenty twenty too. Exactly. And with that said, let's move on to NASCAR. That's a good way to end that on college football. Just it's miraculous what happened, and we're all happy, of course, that it happened that it ended the way it did. He's up doing his thing, tweeting. I mean, that's it's awesome. So. um Moving on to NASCAR, something big happened this week. Kyle Larson signs a contract with uh, Rick Hendrick, and a lot of people didn't think he would ever drive again because of something stupid he said during the pandemic on a live video game that he was playing with other drivers, made a mistake, cost him a big contract. I'm glad to see him back in. I think he's a heck of a driver and a lot of fun to watch. Hopefully this gives him some some momentum and he can get back to the level he was just a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, anytime you sign with somebody like Hendricks, I mean, that's that's like somebody signing to be on Jordan brand in basketball. Yeah. I mean, that's just – that's as big as you can get in racing, wouldn't you say, Hendricks? It's as big – especially now. Yeah. And, yes, 100%. I, yeah, I mean – That's that, the best equipment there is. Right. They they get They're the Yankees of NASCAR. That's right. And then this weekend pass was the next to last race. We were at the paperclip. We were at Martinsville. And something happened that I don't think anybody thought would happen all year long. And that was that Kevin Harvick is no longer in the chase. After his best year of all time. Seven wins, right? After dominating this year. Well, him and Hamlin dominating. Yeah, Hamlin had nine and he had seven, correct? Yes, and they're done. They're finished. They've moved on. They're they're looking towards twenty twenty one. We head in 
to another the final race of the year, and we'll talk about that in the look ahead uh, episode that'll be coming out. But it's just a shock, man. Kevin Harvick is gone, and I didn't see it coming. I really didn't. I don't think that anybody right up till the very end thought that this he wasn't going to make it. They, you know, it was just one of those things where like he's going to find a way. He's going every race that went by, he's going to find a way to get in that final race, and he didn't. And he's outside that top four, heading to the last one. So that's everything I've got. But tonight we've got a special treat. We're going to do rapid fire, but we're going to switch it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Cody's actually going to be the one to ask the questions, and I'm going to try to answer them. I don't and I'm have not a to fast answer. person. I don't have to answer. <laughs> and it's scary to me because I'm not a fast person. The quick thinking is <laughs> not know- my talent. I have, <laughs> you have been one of my best friends since 2010, and I That's can right. attest that you are not the fastest person I've ever seen. I've never claimed it. You've never claimed it. <laughs> you Thinking, running, anything. <laughs> but, I mean, you're very efficient at whatever you do. Thank you. And that is kind of leading into our first rapid-fire question, Clay Dodd. All right, let's do this. I'm excited. I'm nervous, but excited. That, that's how I feel every time. I'm like, I don't know what this man's about to ask me. <laughs> I've got sweaty palms. <laughs> well, that's weird. <laughs> What's the best compliment you've ever received? Wow. Um, yeah, this is easy uh, for me, just because I thought it real quick, that I was approachable. I think that when somebody tells you that they can talk to you on a, on a a without knowing you, mm-hmm. it means that you just got you just look you. nice, yeah. Right. Like the, yes, it's definitely you know, that that's so true because when we went to eat a couple months ago, this random person just came and asked you to help them with their car. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, there was 200 people in that place, and they're like, right. I'm going to ask this guy if he right. has jumper cables. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, it, and, and I was I, like, course, well, this I is did. the strangest thing I've ever had. I mean. I just want to eat <laughs> chips and salsa with my boy. And this rando is just coming in and saying, instead of, I don't know, like calling their friend or something, they like, that guy looks like he'd help me with my jumper cables. By the way, there were two dads in that group. And that always kind of like, I was looking at them like, y'all don't have anything? Like, you guys didn't bring jumper cables? Yeah, I mean, that's, dads? I'm, I'm not saying I'm <laughs> Mr. Fix It because I'm definitely not. I'm anti that. But like, I have jumper cables. Right. I mean, you, you're telling me like I can't take an out of this group. Of, I can't that. take an engine apart and put it back together. Not even saying I would try, but I have jumper cables. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of. I looked at both of them when we got out there. Like, uh, you didn't have any. This is uncomfortable. Um, yeah. <laughs> number number two. Who number is two. the most famous person you've had a conversation with, and how did you meet Ooh. them, or where were you at? Most famous person I've had a conversation with. And how did that come about? Like, did you meet them by happenstance or like, did you know you were meeting them or? Uh, it happened completely by happenstance. Um, we were, were at a NASCAR race, believe it or not. And uh-huh. Chuck Iceman Liddell came wow. riding by on a, on a golf cart and out did of. Did you panic? Literally like the entire, I mean, it was like you know, shoulder to shoulder crowd walking into this race and he comes through and nobody recognized him except for me. And of course I went straight up Bubba on him and went like, Iceman, Iceman. <laughs> and like 10 other people then recognized who it was, but he stopped and said something to me 
and that was pretty neat. He was, what he, he was what he actually say? really nice. Like, hey man, he was, yeah, he was. I mean, he was very, you know, um, approachable. Yeah, honestly, cordial. It, it was pretty neat to see somebody, especially um, somebody that's not known for being nice. And then, um, actually, oh, yeah, Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Liddell is like the baddest man on the planet for a while. Oh, he's by, and I can tell you right now, like even at his age now, this wasn't too long ago, and even at this age, terrifying. It's terrifying. Uh, we met the Drummond family. For those of you out there who uh, that trip I mentioned earlier when I was in Oklahoma, we actually went out there because my wife is a huge Pioneer um, fan right. of Reed Drummond, and we actually met them, and they were some of the nicest folks I've ever talked to. Well, that's two pretty cool stories, Claydon. Absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> now, this, regardless if you think that you can't do it, you still have to. Okay. Can you do impressions of someone famous? If so, please do it now. Oh my god! Um, oh man, that's tough. Uh, I'm not good at impressions, but I dang sure try. Okay. Um, Who is it? Let's see. <laughs> no, you do it, and I'll see if I can guess it. <laughs> oh god, let me think. Um, impressions of somebody. I try to impre- do impressions of a lot of people, but. Uh, um. Here's one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, football. Oh, I mean, that's Coach O. So. That's pretty good. I mean, you I sounded kind of like him, Clay Dog. I love it. I love it. I can probably be Cajun, I think. Maybe. Yeah. For the food, at least. Yeah. Clay Dog. Clay Tong Dog. Yeah. Exactly. Well, well, that's Cl- the best I can do. Well, Clay Dog, how did I do on my rapid fire? I loved it. So much fun. And I'm telling you right now, like, that is nerve wracking. I like being on this side. You do, yeah. I mean, it's neat. So, sometimes, like you throw me some curveballs that I would have never yeah. even thought. But I uh, actually sent all these to Brooke a couple weeks ago when I thought we were gonna, you know, right. do this a couple weeks ago. And, right. and those have just been sitting in the old draft there for a while. So well, uh, I'm glad I did you proud. And actually, on the look ahead, I have three more for you. That sounds great. I'm. I love it. I like asking them. So I'll be back on that next week. But it was fun to answer them, and I can't wait till the next next episode. And guys, like we said at the beginning, we missed you. This is something that we didn't want to skip. We just had to. So we took a week off, and we're back. And uh, we don't mess with horses. Can't wait to make more. Exactly. All right, see you guys. you enjoyed this episode just as much as we enjoyed making it for you if so make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast no matter where you get your podcast from make sure you send it to a friend because they really need to listen to it as well if you want to get in touch with us hit us up on twitter at pbjpod you can also send us an email pbjpod2020 at gmail.com you can even leave us a voicemail. You just got to go through the Anchor app, hit the leave voicemail link, leave that 10-second voicemail, and we'll put it on the next episode. Thank you for taking your time to listen to the Punts, Months, and Jams podcast, and we'll see you soon.